Nice. Look at your hair. Oh, thank you. I love when you compliment me on my hair. <laughs> thank you so much. So right before you came on, I uh, was Googling what a murder of crows in your front yard means. Because remember that text I sent you like three minutes ago says, gotta let my dogs out real quick. Mm-hmm. Well, I walk out and there's like 500 crows just rah, 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 just flying away. That's especially, I mean, you live out in the woods, but that's especially odd that it's, what, 8 o'clock for you? Yeah, and it, uh, hmm. it just, I, I, I get crows. I used to have this tab always open, and of course it's gone now. But I, I count it, and it was like, what this many crows means. You know, the spiritual meaning of it, and what that many crows means. Yeah. This was, I like counted 10, and then I saw more flying away. I'm like, no, that's, I literally looked at Luna and goes, well, Luna, that's a murder of crows. <laughs> it's literally a murder. And I got goosebumps everywhere, so... Crows are not as ominous as one would think by reading, you know... Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. Um, but I still have to Google what a full murder means because I've never had that before. Yeah. I, well, first, when you said murder of crows, my very tired, very slow mind didn't make the connection. And I thought that there were just a bunch of dead crows in your yard. And then I was about to say, I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. God damn it. Um, <laughs> it's going to happen all show. That's going to be the whole entire podcast is like, I'm going to sneeze. No, I'm not. <laughs> It's gonna. It's like. Oh my god! It, I just need to. <laughs> I just need to. That's not gonna happen. So Nick, I've got good news and I've got bad news. What do you want first? Oh, always the bad news. <sighs> uh, well, Oddity Files is no longer free on Amazon Prime. Apparently, oh. we weren't getting enough views. Which is weird because the views were way up right before they were like nothing. And I, for the longest time, I was like, even somebody tweeted at me. It's like, oh, I can't. There's like seasons are missing and this, that, and the other. And I, uh, uh, somebody had written an article on me and, and he had proof, had me proofread it. And it said right there, it used to be available on Prime, but it's not anymore. So I'm like, shit, I got to look into this and figure out what's going on. But, yeah, it's gone for lack of views, and you can still purchase the seasons or singular episodes. But, guys, seriously, they're all free on YouTube. Just Oddity Files crew on YouTube. They're all separated by the prime seasons there. Um, yeah, so that is the bad news. Are you ready for the good news? I'm, I'm ready. I mean, I think that's bullshit, but also at the same time, it's like... I feel like Amazon is is trying to retcon so many things that mm -hmm. like oh. people truly are not watching that someone just treated Amazon like YouTube and just uploaded the most garbage of garbage. Uh, and so they're basically clean sweeping, I'm sure, under like a certain number. And that number is probably stupid high. But I'm like, For now? Us, yeah. 
Yeah. Like now you're, it's probably like must have at least one million people watching or you're going to get scrubbed from Prime. Which I'm like, now you guys are doing that? Come on. Yeah. (laughs) And they don't give you a number. That's the thing. It's Prime. They never give you legit numbers. They hide it all. Yeah. First they drop down. So we'd make money every time it would get viewed because a commercial would pay before a play before each episode. And then uh, they dropped it and they just said, you know, based on your viewership, they didn't say what that viewership was. I just noticed that that dropped as well for like the past two years. So, yeah. But the good news is, this is Oddity Files, the podcast. I'm Kitsy Duncan. <laughs> I'm Nick Floyd. What a good and segue. we're not canceled. Woo! I know. We made it another week, which is great. I feel like if you call it out, I feel like it, you're <laughs> a little bit safer when you're like, oh my gosh, like calling the episode that, I think. But also, listening back to everything, it's far less racy than... Uh, <laughs> like, oh. I mean... Yeah. It was child's play, which is good, but uh, yeah. no, I, it seems it seems like everyone had a good time with it, which is which is great. Sometimes Absolutely. we just don't know. <laughs> did you see the Photoshop Ursula did? So good, so beautiful. She's so amazing. Um, yeah, I have this as I sit there and edit. I just jot down like something that makes me chuckle a little bit while I'm listening to the episode and that was the one that stuck so um here we are another week here we are so got the bad news out first um this show is actually airing this dropping not airing because there is no such thing as (laughs) airing anymore is there really no um the same day of the first day of popcon so yay as you guys are listening to this i'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off because we have a panel at 3 p.m with evan scott and a pet uh communicator which is going to be so amazing and then at 7 p.m tonight if you're listening the day this episode comes out we have our big live recording of uh the new segment of paranormal crossroad and it's going to be live in front of a studio audience throwing it back to that oprah style interview i will be the oprah of the paranormal you just watch people and uh then we're gonna (laughs) throw it you know montel style when he used to bring sylvia brown out the uh psychic Uh, medium uh but we're gonna bring out tiff after she's been sitting with some uh noise canceling headphones on while we kind of go over things with the people whose homes we investigated um see if we ramped up activity or if we slowed down activity or what actually happened because i've not been able to i do know with tammy huff and her son justin he's learned to start recording on his mom's phone before she can record her dowsing rod sessions she's doing at home wow yeah that kid i tell you what um it's what happens when you pass after watching every ghost show available you're like oh (laughs) i got this yeah oh 100 (laughs) percent um so yeah hopefully it's gonna be amazing we've got a panel on saturday the 10th at 3 p.m and then sunday at noon which is the 11th it's gonna be a good time i'll have copies of i'd rather talk to dead people that i will sell you but sign for free 
everybody's asking where to get a signed copy you gotta come see me guys sorry yeah, just do it it's gonna work you gotta wait for the tour We're, we'll, we'll go on tour here everything's opening back up all the conventions are happening they need some spots filled we are oddity files should go on a tour and do do the yes the late night after con uh podcast session with uh with an audience absolutely I, I yeah i think we should do comedy clubs i think we're funny done let's go i will hop on a <laughs> i will hop on a flight i will mask up and fly anywhere in the country uh megacon is coming is around the corner they i think they need some programming so speaking of megacon i'm so upset that cpo doesn't do that show anymore because somebody i would adore to meet is going to be there his name is madam adam and oh. he, I found him on the Tickety Talks, <laughs> and I'm now following him on Instagram. He gives the best tarot people. He gives good tarot, but it's it's like in your face. Don't fuck this up. Tarot readings. It's amazing. So I think it's um, Madam Adam three. Um, let me look it up so I don't, you know, send you guys. Is he from? Orlando? Porn. You know, I'm wondering if he is, because that's the only show I've seen that he's been um, announced at. Yeah. Uh, so it is Madam Adam 0314. But if you just search for official Madam Adam on Instagram, on the Insta Snap, he's so good. He's like... Uh, I'm Madam Adam. If you came across this reading, it's probably for you. Let's do it. And I'm working to see if we can get his paranormal story uh, on an episode of Oddity Files. Love so, it. Get those exclusives. Yes, yes. He is the bomb dot fucking com. I love him so fucking much. And he ends every reading with go fuck it up. <laughs> I listen. If, 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 if you need anyone on that, because I'm officially uh, a Floridian again as of this week, uh, native to Orlando again, which is very exciting. But if you need Yay. if you need someone to go talk or, or or see him, I'll pop on over to MegaCon and say hello. Nice, nice. I would love that. Well, I I need to actually talk to him at some point because i am a fucking fangirl mr <laughs> man um like i literally that's what i sent him i'm like so i'm a fan of everything you <laughs> and we have celebrity guests on our show from time to time that tell us a paranormal story i may have thrown out a name like norman reedus and bruce campbell and myla ventimiglia but it's true so yes. i did that <laughs> yes whatever it takes whatever it takes preach um and then on july 17th which is the day after my birthday so mm. don't put that on your calendars um we are having a big premiere party for the indiana launch of paranormal crossroad on tv here yes yes so o'reilly's pub in downtown indianapolis it will be the 17th from 8 till midnight, and then at midnight, which is when we air, he's going to turn all the TVs so we can all sit there and watch it together. They're even actually working on some fancy drinks 
Maybe paranormal punch has been thrown around. Mm. I don't know. So if you guys have fun paranormal like shots or something, recipes, send them to me ASAP so I can let Jill know. Ah, uh, that sounds amazing. Another thing that I wish I could be at. I know. But here we are. We'll see each other soon. Oh, absolutely. Um, I think that's everything. Kickstarter's still rocking its socks off. Uh, you guys are amazing. I appreciate you so very much. If you're wondering what I'm talking about, where have you been the last couple weeks, first and foremost? <laughs> Not and here. And welcome. Uh, <laughs> but head on over to pxroad.com and check it out. Uh, we're, we're kicking ass and taking names. We're, as of this moment, when we're recording, we're at 124% funded. So, Heck yes. Yeah. As you should be. As you should be. Oh, but Nick has, uh, did you have your big going away party with Mysterious Nashville? Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't even know what day it is Didn't anymore. You? No, I'm here. You're frozen. Oh, no. Oh, you're frozen too now too, as well. We're both frozen. Are you looking for that next great read? Well, I've got you because I wrote it. Head on over to Amazon dot com or barnesandnoble.com and order yourself a copy of my book i'd rather talk to dead people where i tell you the ins and the outs of my paranormal journey thus far if you've watched the tv show oddity files on amazon prime or youtube this is the perfect companion piece to give you an inside look on what was going on inside my head during my most prominent investigations to date. Again, Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com. Just search I'd Rather Talk to Dead People by Kitsy Duncan. Thank you. Extra, extra, read all about it. Okay, so that was lame. But we have a new merch store, my friends. Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity Dash files. Guys, we've got everything there. We're still adding more. The prices are much more cost effective there, and this store is so easy to navigate. What are you waiting for? Head on over to tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Get your merch on. And we're back. Welcome back, kids. <laughs> Just me. Welcome back, me. <laughs> Fucking A. Um, you know, I don't even know where we left off. Nick's had some computer issues. It could be the crows. I keep texting him. It's the crows. It's the crows. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> Let's throw it over to Jess for a sec, shall we? Hey there, oddballs. It's Jess from Misfortune Astrology here with your weekly energy forecast. Tonight brings the new moon in Cancer, which perfects just after 9 p.m. here on the East Coast. Buckle up, my friends. Starting this month, every new moon for the rest of the astrological year is going to form an aspect to Uranus in Taurus. Every single one. This month is the introduction, and it's a gentle one, but they won't all be so nice. Uranus is the great awakener. He brings evolution and enlightenment. Sounds great, right? Wrong. By and large, human beings loathe change, so Uranus usually has no choice but to get nasty with us. His MO is disruption of the highest order. 
just how disruptive he is, is totally up to you. Are you the type of person who embraces change and actively seeks to update your life whenever possible? Great, Uranus won't mess with you too badly. Are you the type of person who stagnates in situations and relationships that have outlived their usefulness and are sucking your soul dry? Yeah? Well, you're screwed. Uranus is going to flip the table on your life this year. New moons are for setting intentions, and if you know what house has 18 degrees of Cancer inside of it, it's a good idea to aim your energy there. The corresponding Cancer full moon takes place in January of 2022, by which time those goals should be ripe for manifestation. On Sunday the 11th, Mercury finally leaves Gemini and heads into Cancer, where he immediately gets a boost from a retrograding Jupiter in Pisces. Mercury in Cancer will be a bit of a mixed bag. On the one hand, it'll be refreshing to have a change of pace. Mercury spent an obnoxiously long time in Gemini because of his retrograde. As a result, people are experiencing a fair amount of burnout, which is no fun. However, Mercury in Cancer isn't terribly copacetic. Cancer is a water sign that deals heavily in the realm of emotions. Mercury, the ruler of our lower minds, doesn't love to play in that sandbox. But play he must, so be prepared to experience more emotionally influenced thinking in the near future. Nevertheless, the trine to Jupiter, which perfects on the 12th, can bring good news and optimism. Socialization and planning for the future are favored, especially if you're looking to travel. Maybe it's time to book that trip you've been wanting to take. Jupiter's retrograde status hints that whatever you're eyeing for the future has actually been on your radar for a while. Go ahead and pull the trigger. You're sure to see benefits. Finally, on Tuesday the 13th, Venus and Mars meet up in Leo. Can you say sexual relations? Sure you can. This day sees our drives and desires finding common ground in the most playful sign in the zodiac. The need for satisfaction of your primal urges will be strong, but Venus ensures that they're simultaneously soft so as not to be offensive. It's an ideal time for finding romance, injecting passion into an existing relationship, or simply making new friends who are just as spirited as you are. Venus and Mars will have just come through a very turbulent stretch of the sky, opposing Saturn, trining Chiron, and squaring Uranus all within the span of about a week. This makes their reunion even sweeter than usual. So bust out your Hugh Hefner robe and crank up the Marvin Gaye, because makeup sex is absolutely on the menu for next week. If you're interested in what the stars have to say for you, please check out my website at misfortuneastrology.com. I offer many different types of tarot and astrology readings, and you can also help support my small business by checking out my shop, where I sell handmade crystal jewelry, candles, and lots of other cool merch. For daily horoscopes and plenty of inappropriate humor, come find me on social media at misfortune1111. Ciao for now. I'm having a very severe bout of deja vu right now as well. So oh. just putting that out there. What a terrible thing to to uh, have have dreamt of or seen ahead to. Yeah. <laughs> like what an unfun thing to. I feel like that's always the worst when you have deja vu of something that's just not fun happening. You're like, oh, wow, deja vu. It's like, wow, I've I've spent time thinking about this potentially. And or dreaming or, or whatever. The or fuck dreaming. It is. What a terrible thing to think about. I uh, just. Um, speaking of terrible, should we talk about for paranormal in the news this UFO shit that finally dropped? <laughs> yes, we should. But before we do, the thing you asked me before we uh, before the internet kicked me off. Oh, that's right. Shit. Sorry. Was uh, a very very brief mysterious nashville update we had the gathering um it was a very good time everyone had fun the bar hid some qr codes 
uh, around that were like trolling videos and they were just doing it to, to have fun with it. And then about mid party, a bunch of people's phones started going off and they were getting text messages, like text messages from a second version of this Jacob character who we've been introduced to, who has been back for quite some time and he's just been figuring out how to get the answers he's seeking and yada 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 and all this stuff and and he ended the message with PS tell me to drink the green potion and so all of us were DMing Jacob like drink the green potion drink the green potion so finally uh, two days ago three days ago he drank the green potion and now he can talk to the goblins which is very mm. interesting. And so they've been leading him somewhere and uh, they led him to this like big building that he posted on his Instagram. It's a really cool picture and we haven't heard from him since. So Oh, they killed him. Oh yeah. He's goblin. He's he's goblin uh, cobbler at this point. <laughs> goblin cobbler. I was going to say goblin grub, but you know, yeah. whatever works. Yeah. So that's all that's really the only update. I'm uh I'm I'm sad to to see it go even though Mysterious Nashville has told me that I am still a part of it, a part of it and and my um position as a participant is not yet over. So We'll see what happens, but but yeah, so so far so good. It, it definitely feels like they've taken some a step back and they've assessed everything and figured out like how they can start tying things together and kind of get back to the roots of why people you know fell in love with this thing in the first place. So we'll see. R.I.P. Jacob. Uh, he's probably he's good as dead. <laughs> I did have a you know now that we're talking about this after the deja vu bout I just had. I think I dreamed that I was hanging out with Jacob at one point. Oh. Well. And I'm not even part of this shit. <laughs> ah. My life's a mess. <laughs> Listen, you, you speak for both of us when you say that. But now I, I, I could give a more updated thing, update about, uh, or more, what are even words? I could give a more detailed update about Mysterious Nashville, but word, you've jumped ahead already and I'm here and I'm ready to talk about the paranormal in the news so okay yeah so guys the government released the ufo in well a little bit of whatever wasn't redacted of the ufo stuff that was attached to the covid bill that all of us weirdos have been waiting for anxiously been speculating about and i (laughs) texted nick this morning i'm like do, do, do you know of any article that just kind of lays it out in layman's terms? Because I tried looking at the actual report, and I'm like, the fuck is this shit? Yeah. Too much. Yeah. Too much. Um, And it's a whole lot of fucking nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, 144 sightings have been reported. 144 or 143 of the 144 uh, have been deemed what they're still unexplained unexplainable yeah but they're not extraterrestrial they are of our earth they are of this planet um which made me think of two things immediately one did any of us really think that this was that we were going to get 
any type of information that was going to be... They're aliens. They're actually like, did we ever think that this was going to happen? I mean, I'm not going to lie. I was a little hopeful. Well, and I think you were hopeful and other people were hopeful because the people surrounding this in these government facilities have been saying... Well, UFOs are real. You this and that, and da, da 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 da. And like people have been saying that when this comes, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a bombshell and all this shit. It's everything that we get is secondhand. Everything. Yeah. So, well, I mean, not everything. Like if someone tells you something directly, you're not getting it saying. But as far as like the news cycles go, even government perspective, like they these NBC and CNNs and all this, they're getting. And typing up their perspective, and we're getting it secondhand. So they're getting it from someone, and then they're delivering it to us a second time. And so everything that we believe is from the perspective of secondhand information. So, you know, one thing, and and I hate to, to tie it back to this, but it's the only thing recently that I can think of that makes sense, is this COVID variant that's going around. And... It, For fuck's sake. It, it, it hit the news several weeks ago, and it was like fear-mongering. It was this whole thing. And then I think Washington Post or New York Times or somebody put up an article that said it was, it was, a, it was a simple headline, and then you could read it if you wanted to, or you could read the headline that was just like, um, COVID variant spreads uh, faster, but is not deadlier or is not any worse than the current and i'm just like this is a responsible headline this is right this is secondhand information still but that secondhand information is going to pass around and not cause fear or all this stuff so it's like i say that to say that leading up to this report the secondhand headline that we were given was you know bombshell ufo and this isn't like the national Enquirer. this is fucking like cnn so it's like right. we're getting you know bombshell report coming that was slipped in the snuck in a covid bill and, and, and everything's gonna be crazy and like that was the narrative that was given to us so i mean i don't blame anybody for thinking that it, that yeah. it could be a bombshell of some sort yeah. here's here's but what I'm taking away from all of this now, my internet connection is unstable. So fingers crossed, fucking crows. <laughs> um, so we have all these satellites all over. Uh, I mean, you add Elon's satellites; they're fucking everywhere. So. Most of them have cameras on them of some sort, I'm sure. Whether it's a GoPro or whatever the fuck it is. Who knows? I mean, are these satellites not capturing these same items that these airplane radars are capturing? I don't understand what's going on. Why do we not have better views of the things than a fucking tic-tac on a radar? Yeah. It's... I don't know. The whole entire situation, like, it definitely, I mean, I saw a few people say it posed more questions than it did answers, but are we really that far behind technologically that we just don't have answers? I mean, this isn't 5, 10, 15, 20, 30 of these sightings. This is 144. 
that have that, of the ones that were documented of the ones that were documented and released. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just if it's not, if it's of this earth, yet you can't provide explanations for what it is. I think it's less that it's it's lack of providing information as it is lack of being able to provide information about the type of technology that is being tested because our news the whole thing is stupid really this whole entire uh from from my perspective the little that i know about government the little the little that i know about politics the little i care to talk about politics it feels yeah. like it it feels like it borders on a national security threat for for documents to be released uh, because our news is world news. Doesn't right. matter where you are, anything we're seeing, anybody else in the world can see the news that we're seeing. So if there is a shadow government, and I'm not talking from a conspiracy perspective, if there is a uh, military facility who's experimenting and testing technologies, crafts, all this stuff, and someone in the Air Force or someone in the Navy is capturing these and they can't explain it, but then someone else, another branch of the government, can easily explain it, but they're declassifying things. It feels like a very dangerous thing if it is some sort of militarized uh, experimental weaponry, um, uh, vehicular transport, whatever it is. It's all just a mess, really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I I just feel like, I mean, how many hundreds of thousands of dollars were put into releasing this information, too? Because are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. But, like, what's the point as well? I mean, I want to know things. Transparency is cool. But you don't, it's just shocking. It's. Again, it it almost borders on irresponsible from our own government's perspective and then from the media's perspective. If you want to know how to hold a proper press conference, look at NASA. They know exactly how to tease that they're having a conference about finding us uh, a evidence of water on Mars from the rover or finding evidence of some type of uh, flora and fauna on Mars specifically that, that could have been remnants there over time. They know how to tease it correctly mm-hmm. and then to deliver on the information. But we've been waiting on this for months and it's like, it's exactly what I expected it to be. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. So, <laughs> Here's my question. Are other countries going to release things on UFO spottings that their countries have had? Because I feel like they'll be a little more forthcoming and honest with us. Well, that, a, a, a few months ago when these reports were being discussed, when it was like when people, when news outlets were, were getting exhausted reporting on about COVID, mm-hmm. they... Someone ran a report, I don't remember where I read it, but they said that the United States has more documented UFO sightings than anywhere else in the world. And so there's a part of me that feels, again, like it's even more irresponsible because it's almost like the reason why we have so many UFO documented, military government documented UFO sightings is because we're clearly testing 
or experimenting with technology that we probably shouldn't be shouting from the rooftops about. Yeah. Can, can, Can we get the, like, old dude... Uh, UFO sighting. Those are the interesting ones. I want to know about the guy in West Virginia who saw the saucer land in his backyard. I want to know about the guy in Arizona who saw these lights that cannot be explained and that 35 of his neighbors saw as well. I want them to go out and research these legitimate UFO sightings. Yeah. Give me the Project Blue Book interviews. Give me the declassified, mostly declassified, back and forth interview from like an FBI agent and someone who claims they've been abducted. Give Mm -hmm. me that stuff and let me look at that. But you, the more time I've spent with this and then this news article came out, the more I'm thinking about almost 10 years ago, drones were available for commercial uh, consumer purchase. You mm-hmm. could go to the store, pack, buy a drone, brown bag it, and walk out with it. Walk out with it. And now, I mean, it's just it, logistically speaking, it makes sense that our government could be using technology, the simplistic technology in drones and stuff that people fly for leisure, and apply it to something that could be. High altitude drones, mm-hmm. uh, militarized, very direct um, flight patterns. I mean, maybe the whole thing drop, dropping down in the water, maybe there's something that it needs to drop quickly. Something yeah. that can be hidden, that can't be seen and all this stuff. I think we're capable of so much more from a technological standpoint. I just think that we have a lot of um, greedy tech companies who would rather very slowly roll out um, advancements in in our own technology for the sake of a dollar than I do for the sake of growth and just advancements overall in what we can and can't do. I mean, we we know that, though. Like, we know that that's just how the world works and has for a very long time. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know... 20 years ago, you know, somebody was still working on the drone shit back then. We'd have been like, what the fuck is that in the sky? <laughs> you, I mean, you think about everything, though. Like, every every single thing that we, that we see and do now. If you would have told me when I was a kid, when I was a kid, the stuff that we have now, that I have this phone at, for, in my hand and this little oh, God. laptop. Yeah. All of it. The fact that we're zooming over podcast, this, this it's it's impossible to wrap your to go back to, to 1992 and tell somebody that in 2020 they're going to be able to 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 talk to each other digitally with no lag, no dial up internet. I'm from the 70s. This is some Jetsons shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely. It, listen, I have a the, robot that cleans my house that I've literally named Rosie. yeah it's it's the same thing i think the idea that we're just not seeing it do i think teslas could have existed 20 years ago yes i do i just think it was too expensive to develop and discover the technology and so we're just getting it rolled out over time you figured they're flying teslas nick they're all flying teslas i mean it's very... We figured it all out. Yeah. 
don't know. It's all just crazy. Like, if you were really, really banking on seeing, getting some sort of evidence, I'm sorry that you didn't get what you had hoped, but at the same time, I mean, we know better. You, you, yeah, you were relying on a, on a, uh, I'm never mind. I'm not going to go down that route. <laughs> I think you so should. I'm going to let Venus out real quick. This is the first time she's ever podcasted with me and she's getting a little antsy. Hold on. She podcasted. Come on, come on, baby. Okay, you may have heard or may not have heard, but our newest podcast partner is freaking Chewy, guys. I know, we, we talk about our pets all the time and we kind of love our pets a little too much just like you guys. But we're always looking for ways to save money in these current financial times. Chewy's it. Type in tinyurl.com slash OFChewy. You help support the podcast. I personally get both our dog's food and our dog's treats and a couple other things sent on a monthly basis directly from Chewy with their subscription service. So please check it out. Please help us out by subscribing to all of your Chewy goods at tinyurl.com slash OF Chewy. My dogs will thank you. Okay. Sorry about that. Thank you. <laughs> Luna yeah. stayed in during the um, our the little thing I did right before this, and she was great. I'm like, oh, I'll let Venus try. She's a little, she's not quite as mature as Miss Luna is. So, <laughs> um, but yes, absolutely, I could not agree with you anymore on all of the stuff and all the things about this. I was kind of bummed that I did ditch cable because I guess Josh Gates uh, did a live on Discovery. Uh, whole breakdown of of what the the official report means and not only is josh gates a very handsome fellow with the best dad bod ever but um i I adore him so i'm kind of upset i missed that i hope it ends up on discovery plus because i just like to watch it and how cool is it that they went live with that i love it yeah yeah i love it too i mean i'm i'm absolutely here for it and i think that we should be I like the eagerness and I think it's fantastic. And I think that at the end of the day, it's a fantastic conversation conversation starter mm-hmm. and a conversation that we should all be having about, I think, altering expectations and finding the line between reality and fiction and, and I don't know, questioning logic more because I feel like less and less these days and I sound like 95 when I say this, but no, less and dude, less these days. I am with days, you on this. Cheers. It's, it's, the, it's, it's the questioning of ever since TikTok and all that stuff, it's the questioning of, of there's no questioning of logic. There's no stopping and going, well, let me double check this before I start talking about it. No. It, hell, for me, it was happening way before TikTok. Um, but. Yeah, except for Madam Adam, he's fucking fabulous. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, honestly, both you and I, and I think our listeners knew this was pretty much going to be the end result. It was fun to, you know, think about it, and and what's the word I'm looking for? Not project. Um, I don't know. Words are theorize. Really 
Yes, that works. Yeah. Totally. Thought yeah. it started with a P. It didn't at all. But yes, th- theorize about what it was going to say. And, you yeah. know, maybe they'll roll out an ET and he'll want to go home. And it wasn't the case. I honestly really hoped it wasn't going to be the case. Because as we all know, two things really scare me. And it's octopus and aliens. Yeah. So. Oh, it would have been awful. I think a lot of people were very excited and hoping that it would be. And I think that it would have sent the world into, I mean, the amount of religions who would be flipped upside down would send the world into absolute, uh, just a, a total blackout. I mean, yeah. people always, people scare me more than the unknown. And I think that no one would have been able to handle that kind of news, but also it shows that I think a lot of people are kind of want something that feels like fiction. They, they were hoping that this would kind of blur that line a little bit and give them something. But to the people who wanted that, who are feeling discouraged, have the conversation about like what it could be now that we know it's of our earth, what kind of advancements in technology are happening and what's, you know, happening with, is it our own military? Is it flying te- Teslas? I'm telling you. Yeah. Is it these, you know, billion dollar companies who were testing new technologies and they're just doing it privately because they have the funds for it and they just keep getting kind of caught on rate. Like have those conversations because yeah. those can be fun too. And the outcome like, I think is much safer than, you know, being like aliens are real. Everyone yeah. panic. Seriously though. Here's, my question to you, and if you don't know, to anybody out there, tweet at a bitch, at Kitsy Duncan, can companies just create something that flies and just throw it up in the fucking air in like in the, the middle of like a, a military testing zone? Is that illegal? I mean, and why, if, they, if that is the case, why are these people not being arrested for doing so? Yeah, I, if if it's anybody, it's like the top one percent in terms of companies, like the 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 Bezos and and the and the Elon Musk, the people who 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 work enough with government entities that they can say, hey, we're going to do this thing, and they get clearance for it. But that and that was always my thought all along is that maybe this was seen by Navy, Air Force, but word maybe hadn't traveled to. Every single Air Force pilot and every right, single right. Uh, like it's just need to know. Yeah, you it's like, you know, it, I, I look at like film shooting, like shooting on a location is that you go get clearance for the one location you're going to shoot at. Mm-hmm. You go knock on the door and you get clearance to shoot in that person's yard. Everybody else, though, has no might have look. no idea. So be like, is that cops filming out there? Martha? <laughs> yeah, it's it's the same. It's just this, it's it's a very similar thing. So again, like just pull back and use logic and sound mind and and ask those questions. Like, what are you know? If this is of our world, sweet. Let's dig deeper. Let's alter our theories and figure out like if we can get to the bottom of it somehow. I could. I mean, I could talk about this all day. Yeah. No, absolutely. And I am going to go back to that one headline I read, because did I read the article? Fuck no. Um, That says, you know, if aliens could come here, we don't think they would. I agree. Yeah, I agree, too. Well, I mean, why? Yeah. I mean, our technology compared to them is like nothing. Unless they need us for like food, why would they come? 
Yeah. It's not like people want to go out and just make new friends. You know? Not here. Not here. Not here. We're a cesspool, people. We are a cesspool <laughs> of filth and disease, especially right now. And if they are watching us, it's one of those satellites is theirs, and they're just pointing at us laughing, going, oh, those fuckers. Yeah. I would love so much if, if it was like an arrival sort of situation where they only came here to help us solve some form of problem that was going to lead to our own demise in time. They um, yeah, but but like they only would if it would affect the universe. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, maybe. I mean, if if Earth didn't exist in the solar system, maybe that could throw off. You know, it's like if the, if all the bees die on the Earth, it's going to completely fuck up like our whole world. So, right, but it'd just be a dead planet, right? Yeah, but if whatever happened to Earth caused it like threw off the solar system. I mean, I'm no scientist, but maybe that oh, yeah, could that cause would probably be really bad. Black holes everywhere, and they're oh, it would be terrible. <laughs> it would be terrible. I mean, it's like the great stabilizer. I feel like is Earth is the stabilizing piece of our universe, um, and if you know that is life, that's the ball of life in the universe. And if that thing is gone or blacks out or whatever, maybe it could affect everything in the surrounding areas and the way that our universe operates. We don't know. And we we'll never find out. We'll never find no, out. Because ever, we'll be so. dead and it'll be fine. <laughs> it won't that's, be our problem anymore. That's, that's the way the world thinks. So that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> we'll be dead. It's fine. It's fine. We'll be dead. What are you gonna affect God. us? Oh, oh shoot. I believe I go first this week. You do. Okay. So, I have a story. Would you like to hear a story? Why is this so tiny? Let me real oh. quick do a font adjustment here. Because, damn, I'm old. Oh, no, that's not it. Let's put the glasses <laughs> on, maybe. Okay. Oh, my glasses are filthy. Jeez, <laughs> Louise. Okay, it was 1862, and the Civil War was raging with no end in sight. Uh-huh. A troubled president, Abraham Lincoln, no, that was Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> was left to ponder and place the white pace. Jesus. Okay, give me a second. I'm going to start that over. My glasses <laughs> are so dirty. Didn't even help. <clears throat> I'm going to leave all that in. Okay. It was 1862, and the Civil War was raging with no end in sight. A troubled president, Abraham Lincoln, was left to ponder and pace the White House halls in hopes of finding a solution. (laughs) I just realized why I can't talk. I got my lips done yesterday, and and, and they're so swollen, I look like I've been punched in the face. So bear with me, guys. Okay. Um, That makes all the sense. Seeking comfort and consultation, Honest Abe decided to follow his wife's lead and turn to the spirit world. Mary Todd Lincoln, wife of the 16th president, was known to openly dabble in the popular movement of the day called spiritualism. And that story goes a little something like this. Rooted in the 1840s, spiritualism was just reaching its heyday. 
The movement continued to grow well into the new century, with the Civil War being the height of its popularity in 1897. Historians place the phenomenal growth of spiritualism with middle and upper class families desperate for word on their son's whereabouts during the years of fighting the Civil War. These mothers and families turn to the comforting trance mediums provided in speaking to the spirit world. Mary Todd's draw to spiritualism came following the loss of Abe and Mary's second son, Willie, born from the sudden onset of typhoid fever. Mary was so broken up by the boy's passing, she spent nearly a month in bed. With the encouragement of close friends, she began visiting those who dabbled in the ways of spiritualism. Within weeks, Mary was <clears throat> Within weeks, Mary was proclaiming to friends and family that their son, Willie, was indeed visiting her on a regular basis. Word of Mary's experiences burned across the war-torn country like wildflower. No, like wildfire. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Families desperate for any information about missing soldiers began following Mary Todd's lead and tuned into the spirit world for answers as well. Questions about the seance's validity began circulating almost immediately. Modern day historians confirm that no medium by the name of Charles E. Shackle appeared in any of the leading spiritualism pu publications of the day, leading many to speculate that the Gazette made up a good portion of this story that there were seances happening in the White House. However, the White House to this day does not deny that the seance occurred. As a result, historians hypothesize that perhaps the seance was a publicity stunt to show the president in more of a, quote, everyday man light. <laughs> While this particular seance was more than likely presented to the public as mere show, Mary Todd would actually go on to hire medium Nettie Colburn Maynard to sit and talk with the president in, the de in December of six. Nope. 1862, Maynard spent over an hour with the troubled president as he asked the spirits whether or not he should enact the Emancipation Proclamation. I had never heard that before. Spiritualism soon became a lifelong following for Mary Todd. Several years after Lincoln himself was assassinated, Mary Todd visited infamous spirit photographer photographer you'd think i could say it because it's my fucking job <laughs> william mulmer mulmer was well known for capturing quote unquote spirits floating around loved ones on film he found so much success in boston and later in new york until he was arrested and later prosecuted on fraud charges based on the photographs he was producing. Despite her full knowledge of the charges, Mary Todd continued to visit the charlatan in disguise, of course, because you can't have, you know, former first lady walking into the charlatan's place with his Photoshop before Photoshop photos. 
So it was in full surprise for Todd when the photo presented to her by Mulmer showed her deceased husband keeping a watchful eye over his distraught spouse. So if you Google this photo, and I'll put it up on the Instagram as well, it, she's sitting there in her you know morning gown, veil, all the stuff and all the things. And then there's two hands over each shoulder behind her. And then there's a, a photo of Abraham Lincoln, very ghostly, transparent looking, um, as if he's looking over her, which I'm sure brought her believing in all of this such comfort. And um, but unfortunately, the guy was, I mean, arrested as a fraud. So they say that he was since there was no Photoshop back there, it's like they were laying as he was developing them, he'd lay another uh, negative down. Uh. So it was just kind of ghostly in there. But nobody really could prove how he was doing it. Nowadays, they're like, this is how it could have been done. But for him to get so many spirit photographs, I don't know. I really, truly want to believe it. And yeah. I know Mary Todd really, truly did. So... Um, as years passed, Robert Lincoln, the firstborn son of Abe and Mary, became increasingly concerned about his mother's behavior, so much so that in 1875, he committed his mother to an asylum against her wishes. I didn't know this. His concern was less over her mental well-being and more over the amount of the family's fortune she had squandered visiting spiritualists. Most historians doubt that Lincoln himself actually followed the spiritualism movement to any great degree. Many believed it was a way for him to avoid placating, placating not only his distraught spouse, but a mourning nation as well. The president is quoted as saying, a simple faith in God is good enough for me. And beyond that, I do not concern myself very much. And this story holds a lot to me because my bucket list place to investigate, top, 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 top of my list is the White House. Because while Abraham Lincoln never admitted that he believed in all of this stuff, he is said to haunt the White House to this day. I'm going to go, oh, I got goosebumps even thinking about it before I said it. I'm off script here, people. I'm off script. I'm breaking news. I think he's still looking for Mary Todd Lincoln. I'm just going out there with that. So, you know, um, Mr. Uh, President, if you would let me come with my odd box, I'd really appreciate it. Thank you to <laughs> Ripley's.com for doing all the hard work. I love that story. There is a, a darker side to that story, one which follows the path of John Wilkes Booth, um, his whole st story after post-assassination -assass is pretty wild, but there was a story that uh, was passed on very lightly and loosely and feels more like a legend than an actual story. But it is said that in that story that Mary Todd with her seances that she performed at the white house because she was a hobbyist, uh, and an amateur 
as some would say, that she bit off a little more than she could chew. And because uh, Mr. Lincoln was a man of faith, the seances she was performing did not bode well with his faith. Therefore, his assassination was basically an eye for an eye for her seance practice that he was taken from her due to her obsession with the uh with the undead really i had not heard that before that's super interesting yeah it's um it's tough to find i was trying to do a story on on on, um john wilkes booth and and that dark history led into that because john wilkes booth's history um post-assassination like i said is is absolutely just insane truly insane and it sort of kicks off from um from that point with mary todd oh wow crazy stuff maybe i'll do a sequel maybe i'll do a sequel story to your story to be continued shall we yes (laughs) i was gonna do it one day but it wasn't paranormal enough It, it was just his story was insane but i I had totally forgotten about the Mary Todd stuff until you had just told that story. So now I'm like, I can tie it all together. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Let's throw it over to some commercials and we'll get you to tell us a story. Do you have big dreams and think you'd love to run your own business? You might see a need in your community or the world that you think you can help fill. Or maybe you just really crave the freedom to work from when and where you want. I'm Jackie Pretzman, and I help women to create businesses they love. I've partnered with Oddity Files to bring you details about Dream Business Bootcamp, my online course to kickstart your business in six weeks. In the course, we cover everything from getting clear on your business idea to creating and pricing your first offering, getting your business online, and then actually attracting ideal customers who want to pay you for what you do. Now, Dream Business Bootcamp is opening for enrollment this month, and Kitsy has something special to share just for Oddity Files listeners. She's right, guys. I do. Here's your special link for Jackie's Dream Business Bootcamp. Go to tinyurl.com slash dreambusinessbootcamp today. Thanks, Jackie. Need more scares in your life? Well, duh, we've got you. Just head over to tinyurl.com slash get shutter and you'll automatically get seven days free of this all horror, all the time streaming network. From their endless selection of the best in horror, the original programming and exclusive content to their flexible membership plans. Shudder is exactly what you need. Plans start at under five bucks a month, and yes, you can cancel at any time. I mean, what are you waiting for? Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. Tinyurl.com slash get shutter. G-E-T-S-H-U-D-D-E-R. Let's get scared. Are you a coffee addict like me? Well, check out Bones Coffee Company. Coffee isn't just a drink that wakes you up in the morning. It's an experience. When you brew a pot of Bones Coffee Company coffee, 
They want you to have the best experience you've ever had. They only roast carefully selected beans to perfection in small batches to ensure that you get the freshest coffee delivered straight to your door. The care given to each of those small batches is evidenced through the rich, full-bodied, and exceptionally smooth taste you'll get out of every cup of Bones Coffee Company you drink. You guys, this is amazing. First and foremost, I love coffee. I love wine and I love bourbon, but I love coffee. So check it out and help out the podcast. Go to tinyurl.com slash bonescoffee. Get your coffee fix and help out your favorite podcast. We appreciate you. Find out why people are calling Paranormal Crossroads a great spiritual journey or groundbreaking, heartfelt, funny. This new series is absolutely amazing. Just head to tinyurl.com slash paranormal X road. That's the letter X. This all female paranormal team, including myself, Kitsy Duncan, KJ, and spirit medium, Tiffany Rice. Go where no paranormal show has gone before. We head to people's homes and places of work where they're dealing with a haunting of any kind. Nine times out of 10, there's happy tears, there's laughter. This is the paranormal show you've been waiting for. We're adding new episodes monthly, and this is a show you don't want to miss. No screaming, no demons, all the love, light, peace, and positivity, and bringing family members closure. Head on over to tinyurl.com slash paranormalxroad. That's X as in the letter X. And we're back. Welcome <laughs> back, kids. Thank you for listening to all the stuff and all the things. Buy some stuff. Get yourself something nice. You know, yeah. I'm just saying. You probably should. You know, get the Do dog it. something nice. Chewy. Coffee. It's always great. Yes. All the things. Yes. So it's been a while. It's been a minute since I have done uh, a story from the Reddits. Um, Yay! I love when you do these. So I, I was missing them, and I, I love doing these because it's not just a type and go sort of scenario for me. It's not just a I'm going to hit scary stories and then just pull. No, I do a lot of digging and research and find one that that actually affects me uh, that isn't ages long. It's just it's got to be just. I'm like Goldilocks. The bed's got to be just right. Just right uh, yeah or else i'll burn the place to the ground but <laughs> <laughs> isn't that a version of the storage <laughs> like, you know in my none world, of these beds sure. are comfortable fuck it all <laughs> burn this motherfucker down <laughs> that's the goldilocks i grew up with i don't know about you same <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay so this comes from why does Goldilocks uh, talk like this? I don't, I don't. I'm so sorry. I imagine. I imagine <laughs> that she either sounds like that or sounds like a little orphan Annie. One of the two. Um, tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Sorry. I know. Tell me. Tomorrow's Friday. I'm very excited. Um, cool. So this one uh, comes from someone's uh, someone who's British. I'm assuming because they spell favorite with a O U and they talk about being at a pub. So those, this, I imagine, are telltale signs. Yep, hundred uh, percent. So speaking of telltales, I'm going to tell this tale. 
My, oh, I see what you did there, and I like yeah. it. <laughs> my work friends and I, now this comes from user OQS, and this story is two years old and uh, is quite famous on the Reddits. So maybe you've heard it, maybe you haven't. Hopefully it spooks you like it did me. My work friends and I were at our favorite pub last night. Not really a fancy place, but, you know, cheap beer and close enough to home that I don't have to drive. The night started out normally enough. The four of us crammed into a small table off in the corner, mostly talking shop and shitting on our boss. Being this was the middle of the week, there wasn't too many there weren't too many people around. Maybe around eight or nine others in the whole place. Everybody just kind of keeping it to themselves, sort of people you'd expect to see in a pub on a Wednesday. My kind of people. Anyway, from, <laughs> from where I'm sitting, I have a pretty good view of the TV behind the bar. Jesse, the bartender, is kind of lazily flipping through channels and passes by our local news channel. There's a brief burst of orange and red on the screen, which I register as a fire happening somewhere, which then disappears as Jesse switches over to the next channel. Something about the image looks oddly familiar, though. Hey, Jess, can you switch that back? I call out to her. The news comes back on, and suddenly I recognize the building in the frame. It's my building, and it's no. burning. No, Nick, no. Holy shit, I say loudly enough that a few people follow my gaze to the television. That's my apartment. The crowd in the bar falls kind of quiet. Everybody's staring up at the screen. The screen shows a wide shot of the outside of my building. The camera must be set up on the north end of the block because I recognize a lot of shops on the ground floor. Property management, dry cleaner, convenience, convenience mart, etc. The top left corner of the building is a flame. It's not a huge fire by any means, but it looks like a few units between the top four floors or so have already been engulfed by the flames. Jesus, man, one of my coworkers says, that, uh, that sucks. <laughs> what a friend. That's, yeah. an un <laughs> that's an uncomfortable... Thanks, yeah, thank you for your uh, condolence. Concern, yeah. yeah. There's an uncomfortable murmur of agreement that passes around the table. I mean, I don't blame them. I wouldn't know what to say in this situation either. Yep. I agree just as awkwardly. Thankfully, my apartment is only about halfway up and located on the west side of the building. I cross my fingers, hoping my stuff will be okay. The camera cuts to a reporter on the scene. He's standing a little further away, looking at the shops in the background. I can tell he's across the street on the northwest corner of the building. Firefighters are expected on the scene any moment, he's saying. And hopefully, they'll be able to contain this horrible inferno before it spreads any further. As I was saying before, it's very fortunate that everyone was able to evacuate the building before things got too bad, or who knows what tragic events may have unfolded. He's really laying it on thick, my other co-workers jokes. My other co-workers joke. I chuckle a bit, all things considered, at the moment, it really didn't seem all that bad. But then, a few minutes later, uh, hang on, the reporter on TV says. We're getting some updated information, it seems... Hang on one moment while we readjust the camera. The previously locked down camera starts to shift, the angle focusing on an area of the building about halfway up the west side. All the lights in the building are out except for one. I feel a weird, creeping sensation as I start counting the windows from the bottom. Five up, two over. That's my place. No. I swore I turned that light out, I think, at first. Then I see it. There's a person standing in my window 
The camera is zoomed out too far to make out any features, but it definitely looks like a man, and it's definitely standing in my apartment. I watch, petrified, as the camera zooms in closer. The reporter babbling on about the overlooked, ill-fated soul still trapped in the blazing such-and-such. As the image gets closer, I start to make out more details. The person is dancing. Or something. I don't really know how to describe it, but he's moving around a lot and everything he's doing has this bizarre rhythmic quality to it. He starts waving his arms in the air back and forth, back and forth, and then he's waving them up and down at his sides. Then he's banging both fists on the glass. Then he's waving his arms over his head again, back and forth. Everything he's doing is to the exact same tempo. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. He starts jumping up and down, waving his arms over his head like he's trying to get someone's attention from a long distance. But everything is to the exact same rhythm over and over again. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. What the fuck? I say, my voice a hoarse whisper, and then the camera gets a little closer. And finally, we can make out the person's features. It looks almost exactly like me. Mm. It's wearing Mm. the exact same Mm. clothes that I'm wearing now. Clothes I changed into moments before leaving the apartment earlier. Its face looks almost exactly like mine as well, except for its eyes. Its eyes are far too big for a normal person. Well, as big as mine are right now. (laughs) It almost has this comical look of horror on its face. I don't even know how to describe it. Imagine if someone were pretending to look scared, but as a joke. It would have almost seemed funny if the circumstances were different, but instead it was just extremely unnerving. No one in the bar is talking now. Everyone is fixed on the TV. The person is still swaying and waving around, beating its hands on the glass or jumping in circles. I almost don't hear the reporter mention the fact that firefighters have rushed into the building and are now heading for my floor. Oh God, I think, without really understanding what was happening, please don't go in there. I stare, transfixed at the screen. From this angle, you can just barely see the top of my front door through the window, not too far behind where this creature is flailing around. Right now, it is holding its face in its hands and shaking its head from side to side as if saying no. Suddenly, the door behind it bursts open. Presumably, the firefighters have entered my apartment. The creature stops moving. For a second, I see its expression change. The comical look of horror is gone, replaced by a huge smile filled with enormous, pointed teeth. No. Then the lights go out. We all just sat there staring at the screen as the camera slowly zoomed out from the now dark window. No one says anything as we all quietly pay our bills and leave. I went directly to my sister's place across town and asked to stay with her. I told her there was a fire at my apartment and that's it. When I tried to find footage from the news online later that night, it seemed like they had edited that last part out. I don't know if any of you on this subreddit know what that thing was, but I hope they didn't put out that fire. I hope they let the whole fucking place burn to the ground. No! No, 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 no. It's a terrible story. (laughs) But beautiful at the same time. So well written. It's a good one. It's a real good one. Yeah, I I like... I was... 
it's those it's those slow burns um mm-hmm. no pun intended where you get you get to that point and then it hits you and you just get chills right away oh yeah yeah, I knew, and I knew, I knew as you say, it looked like me. And I was like going, ah, and then you said, and the, the t- no, yeah, you know what? It's, you can't even dissect that story because it was very well read, very well written. Uh, Thank you, Mister Reddit. Very yes. well chosen by you, <laughs> Mister Nicolas. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's great. Again, I love a good story. You can very clearly tell when these stories feel that they're fictional. But then you see a story like this, um, and you you associate the moments of shock and grief and what it can do to our minds. And then you have something that feels true. And that's the mm-hmm. fun part about these stories is you're stuck in the middle of this. Well, is this fiction or is this something that really happened? Because if it is, this is terrifying. And yes. that's, those are my favorite ones. So Yeah, no, absolutely. It was so good. I, I'm going for Shapeshifter is what was in that building. Yeah. Um, it, maybe a Wendigo. I don't know. Maybe. Anything. Or a Doppelganger. Anything is possible, but it is terrifying and is something that I'm gonna uh, have nightmares. Thanks. Yeah, it's a good one. It's it's a it's a real good one. If you ever want links to these specific stories and you can't find them, please uh, DM me, tweet at me, do whatever you want, and I'll give them to you so you can uh, give your friends the willies as well. Fabulous. Okay, let's real quick do a listener stories, guys. I'm just going to bug with you real quick because I know Nick has worked his ass off all week moving into his new place and I prom- promised him this would be a quickie and then there was technical difficulties. Send in your <laughs> stories. Oddityfilescrew at gmail.com. This is called Listener Stories Old Hag Phenomenon. Having just listened to your June 18th episode, Mystery, Crime, and Murder, in which Nick explored the old hag phenomenon, I thought I'd share this story with you. When I was a little kid, I used to get sleep paralysis a lot. And Nick is right. It's terrifying. I was young when this happened, a couple times before kindergarten, and then off and on through about second or third grade. I remember being wide awake, hearing and feeling a loud buzzing in the back of my brain, unable to move, and just repeating over and over in my head, move your foot, just move your foot a little, make a fist, move your hand, move, and no part of my body would listen to me. Even now in my 40s, I still remember vividly how scared I was when this happened. However, I never felt as though I was being attacked by some strange entity. And while the story I'm about to relate about my cousin sounds like a 100% classic example of sleep paralysis, it doesn't explain three things. One, her feelings prior to the incident. Two, the fact that nothing like this happened to her ever again after this episode, and three, what was revealed by the landlord the following day. Here we go. When my cousin Debbie was a very young child, her mother Maxine died. Her father wasn't in the picture, so she bounced around from family member to family member into adulthood. She stayed with all the Dotson siblings, my dad's family, at one time or another. Once when my family still lived in Chicago before I was born, When Debbie was a teenager, she lived with my mom and dad. It was a typical second-story Chicago apartment. 
She had the forward bedroom that uh, overlooked the street, but an, at nighttime, she was always creeped out by the closet in her room. She could never explain it. At nighttime, the closet would just always give her the heebie-jeebies. Never during the day, just at night. So every night before she went to bed, she blocked the closet door with a chair. One night, Debbie had stayed out late with some friends. And when she came home, she was absolutely exhausted. She went straight to her room, flopped onto the bed, and went right to sleep. She had forgotten about the creepy closet. Later in the night, Debbie awoke with a start when she heard footsteps pounding across the floor, running straight at her on the bed. Suddenly, a shriveled old woman with long, stringy white hair jumped onto Debbie's chest and started choking her. Get out of my room, the crazy lady shouted. This is my room. You can't be in my room. Get out of my room. Debbie threw the old woman off of her and ran screaming from the room, waking my mom and dad. She said, there's a woman in my room. She was in the closet and she tried to choke me. Debbie was hysterical. Dad went in and checked the room. He could find no evidence of anyone besides Debbie in the room, but Debbie refused to go back in there. From that night on, she would only sleep on the couch. It just so happens that the next day, Dad ran into the building landlord who lived downstairs. During their conversation, the landlord mentioned hearing a commotion the night before. Daddy told the landlord about Debbie's nightmare that some old woman was choking her and telling her to leave. The landlord got real quiet as he listened to Daddy. At the end of the story, the landlord asked, Did she have long white hair? Yes. Did she come out of the closet? Yes. Dad confirmed, a little confused as to how he could know this, as he hadn't given him any details. That was the ghost of my mother-in-law, the landlord said. That room overlooking the street used to be her room. She hanged herself in the closet. Oh my God, I'm covered in goosebumps right now. <laughs> now... If Debbie had ever had any other experience that sounded even a little bit similar to my experience of sleep paralysis, and if she hadn't already been scared of the closet, and if the landlord hadn't told my dad about his mother-in-law hanging herself in the said same closet, then I would just chalk it up to sleep paralysis. But sleep paralysis doesn't explain these three things. I hope you like the story. Thanks, Nikki Kelly, Cool Ridge, West Virginia. Jeez. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, that's, uh, listen. uh, (laughs) (laughs) You know it's going to be good when Nick goes, listen. You you can talk about, this, this is like the caveat of the sleep paralysis. Is like you can have, sure, like maybe there is a piece of, of that involved 100%, but you add that on top of, you know, that, that type of story on top of something that is just like as baseline as sleep paralysis is. And I mean, that's when you get into unexplained territory. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, deep down Chicago's haunted as fuck. Just saying. 
Yeah. Just saying. I mean, I it's my kind of town. I love it. I grew up right outside of it. It is amazing. For those of you, and Nick, I don't know if you've made, I know you've been super busy, but Nikki made her way to a Bigfoot festival in West Virginia, and she posted <sighs> pictures of it in the uh, Facebook fan group. This is Oddity Files fan group. I wanted to go. Facebook. I wanted to go so badly, but it's like moving over it. I was so ready. I've been following them and waiting. I was going to go last year, and then COVID hit, and so they yeah. postponed. But uh, I'll have to look at pictures. One, that's what we need to do is we need to go to Bigfoot festivals around the country and do our podcast there. Those of you that run those, tweet at a bitch. Email me, Kitsy at Oddity Files. We want to come to your festivals. Let us know. We love the big guy. He's our favorite. Mm -hmm. um, big shout out to our producers, Doug Molden Locke, Ryan Hoke, and Donald Blanchflower. Uh, you know, weird is the new cool, and I'm Kitsy Duncan. <laughs> so quick. Uh, I'm, which order? I'm Nick Floyd. Whatever. Ghost on. <laughs> sure. There it is. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Well, we didn't <laughs> die, right? <laughs> I don't know. Are we? Am I dead? Well, I don't know. Oddity Files is part of the Just What I Needed network. We hope we're just what you needed. The podcast is brought to you by the Oddity Files TV show. Have you heard of it? Have you watched it? Head on over to Amazon Prime Video and check out Oddity Files, a three-season investigative paranormal show. Music provided by James Grice. Please support us via Patreon, patreon.com slash oddityfiles. Give a little, give a lot. It helps support the podcast. And we appreciate our producers, Donald Blanchflower, Doug Malden Locke, and Ryan Hoke. We have a merch store. Can't get enough of Oddity Files? Wear us on your body. tpublic.com slash stores slash oddity dash files. Please support our partners. Every little bit helps. Rate review, and subscribe, especially on Apple Podcasts. It's what helps us get the word out there. And you know, we can always use a new weirdo or two. Come hang out with us on our Facebook fan group. Just search Oddity Files fan group. All kinds of fun stuff. You can win things. You can read memes. You can buy cool shit. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Okay. Go. I'm done. What are you still doing here? Just get out of here. God, I love Ferris Bueller. <laughs>